Hi, I'm Sandra. This is a show of conversations about motherhood, parenting, and all the good stuff we call life. Follow me as I spread mommy joy and share my stories. This is a different kind of mommy. Well, welcome everyone to a different kind of mommy podcast. Surprise. <laughs> I am your host, Carolyn Lazaro, and I have a special guest today, your one and only Miss Sandra Sims. Hi. How are you? Welcome. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for setting this up. No, thank you. Um, in true nature, I did not plan one thing. <laughs> And in true nature for you, you booked this well in advance, you had to reschedule. (laughs) But I do know that you always wanted to have this moment to turn the tables, if you will. Yes. 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 I thought it would be great to finally have the listeners hear a little bit of my story and like someone, you know, kind of get a feel of who I am from the other side of the table for the listeners. So thank you so much for doing this for me. My pleasure. My pleasure. And so on that note, you know, we won't go too much into about how we know each other, maybe a little bit later, but I would just like to know off the top. Okay. Yes. Let's get to it. I like, I like to get to it. Um, (laughs) What are a few important things that you want your listeners to know? I think I really want my listeners to know that motherhood looks different for everyone, right? And I started this podcast because it looked a certain way for me, and I felt like I was the only one that was having that specific way, that life, that motherhood, Mm -hmm. those things that were just happening specifically to me. And I want, I want listeners and I want mothers to know that it's different for everyone. And that difference is normal and accepting and beautiful and chaotic and all these things. And so that's your world. I want mothers to know and be okay and comfortable with sharing. Like the new, the true storyteller in me loves to share, but I also want people to share with me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I really want people to know that I like to share. And so with me sharing, I want it to be reciprocal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that those are a couple of things that I, I want people to know. Motherhood is hard, but it's we hard. can, we control it and how it looks for us is it's okay. It's not going to be the same like a celebrity or same as a, another mom. It's different. And I think that, um, Embracing that difference is what makes us all beautiful moms. Mm, lovely, lovely. <laughs> um, thank you for that. I want to get even deeper than that. Ooh. Okay. I want you to be able to share with us in your true sharing is caring, storytelling manner. Okay. Brooklyn rawness. <laughs> what are three things that you want people to know about you as an individual? I'm more than just a mom. Yes. That's number one. Yes. I think, um, not even I think, I know. I am an Afro-Latina woman who has a lot of likes, a lot of dislikes. I'm sassy. I'm rough. I'm raw. Um, I'm strong, but I'm soft. Mm. I want people to know that before I'm a mom, I'm a, I'm a bunch of other things, right? I'm a sister. I'm a friend. I'm a lover to someone. I don't know who. <laughs> a lover to many in the past and many future ones to come. 
But that's one thing, right? Like yeah. I'm multifaceted in the aspect of I think that a lot of times when we become moms, that's the first thing that's on the yes. top of our agenda, right? Yes. So I have a lot of likes and I have a lot of um, dips and widgets and all kind of things associated with me. And it also encompasses with me being a mom. Um, two, what else do I want people to know about me is that I'm just a true lover of things, right? Mm. Like, I love to be around people. I love to laugh. I love to be happy. But I'm also very serious, right? Like, there are things that I really stand up for and I like really being advocate. timely? Like that. <laughs> being timely. There's different causes that I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's it's not always black and white when you, when you get to know me. But a, a lot of it is very black or white. Does that make sense? It's kind of like I am who I am and you have to love me, but that doesn't mean it comes with a bunch of bullshit, right? Like it comes with, you know, like shit. And so um, that's one um, or two. Um, I would say the se- the third thing that I want people to know about me is um, I don't really take myself serious much, right? Like I have a lot of goals and ambitions, mm-hmm. but I'm just about having a good time. I think that... I'm someone who struggled with a lot of things in the past, mm-hmm. who's been through a lot of hard times and, and come through with a lot of resilience. And so being on those hard ends of the spectrum, when I'm not in it, life is just so freeing to me. Life is just so carefree. And it's just not that serious, right? Mm. But I do have pains, right? I do have struggles. And so I look beyond that to kind of the positive of it, Um kind of um, what's at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. I'm, and yeah, it's just who I am. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What, do you, what do you say other things about me? <laughs> well, <laughs> I do think that you love to share, which is what I'm, what draws me to you actually. Um, what drew me to you many years ago when we met, which was probably around, I would say, yeah, 10, 15 years. 10, 15 years yeah. now. Yes. Yeah. And we've seen each other through life's ups and downs, at least the later half of it, right? Because, um, yeah, you lived in New York prior to coming over to California. Um, I'd really like to know what of those tribulations and trials, um, I know that those things shape us Mm -hmm. into who we are. What are a few of those pivotal moments that you want your listeners to know about, right? And yeah, I know that's a big question. Yeah. Maybe something that you might even be willing to share with um, Summer when she's older. Like, you know, these are the moments in life that really shifted who I was and who I am today. There's always some key things, right, to yeah. shift you, especially I think that as, as women, who we become and who we evolve are, are contributed are, or do contribute to what those things were in the past. I would say definitely for me would be the the death of my sister and mm-hmm. having to deal with the death of her, having to deal with the burial of of someone so close to you and someone you love and what does that do for you, right? That really like, no one ever thinks that they're going to bury, you know, a sibling and um it was really hard. It was a time where it it made me want to be strong, but then eventually you break down because it's just not 
something you're ready to deal with, or at least for myself, it was something that I was just not ready to deal with. And so it really took on its own shape with how I dealt with her death and then how I dealt with moving through a space of accepting her death. And then finally coming to a part where I say, where I, where I went through saying I'm over the grief and I've, I'm, I've come to terms with her not being physically here. Right. So just having to to navigate through that landscape um, at the time I was thirty years old and having to lose my sister at thirty was was really hard, right? Well, she, she was sick. She was sick and she died of brain cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was a really hard thing to have to go through personally and 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 still be there for the family kind of thing. Um, so I would definitely say that was one of the things. Um, and what did you take away from that? moment or that time in your life? I think I took away a lot of love from that. Hmm. I had so much love for my sister. We grew up as a really tight family, really close. My sister was there for everything. Just my sister was just always there, was kind of like even a part of that maternal, you know, world for me. My sister was there through ups and downs when I was sick, when I wasn't happy. My sister was there when, you know, I was going through bullshit with my parents, you know. My sister was there. We were all in the thick of it. And so to then move to a time where you see your sister struggling and, and you know, cancer in itself is just a horrible thing. So to go through the stages of cancer and then for her to not be around, it really makes you look at life as, what you what's truly important versus what isn't right what doesn't make sense to argue about what isn't important um so it really felt like I really learned how to love but I also really knew what it was like to miss love right Mm. to have that that figure or that being not be there and then deal with life after that Mm -hmm. um yeah, I would definitely say that was one of the, the biggest things that probably has shaped who I am now, mm-hmm. to have to see my sister go through this horrible cancer and um, get better, not better, better, not better, surgery, you know, kids. chemotherapy. Kids, kids, right? Kids, family. radiation, and then, you know, like hospice, and then eventually death. It was, yeah, it was tough, as anyone can imagine. It was, and it took a long time to heal from that. Yeah. yeah. How long yeah. has she been gone now? Um, I over ten years now. So I, when I, I September every time September thirteenth comes along, you know I remember those days, and I have a big picture of her on my dresser. And um, Summer and I we look at her often, and we talk to her often, and um, hmm. yeah, she's always present. I do firmly believe that she's with me, yeah. and. It's taken me a long time to feel that way, right? Sure. Um, but I do, I do feel like um, <coughs> she will. She is with us, and I will see her soon. Mm, not yeah. soon. Well, not like that kind of soon, <laughs> but soon. you will see it, her again. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was ten, fifteen years ago. Is there anything more recently that's happened? I would that you say think has shaped you besides motherhood, right? Because we all know that that changes yes. us to the core. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think life in general, right? I think that there's a lot of things that I had to go through with work, that I had to go through with different um, relationships, mm-hmm. that I had to just go through to become who I am today. A lot of those 
tribulations are things that I had to piece together to learn different lessons from to who I am today. Um, even before I was with Summer's dad and before we were together, and before we were in love, I was in another relationship that we were together and I was in love and it was a horrible ass relationship, right? And um, it was hard because I was an adult in those in that relationship and so you think to yourself you know what's up you know what's up and I'm a grown ass <laughs> woman and I can't believe I'm going through this mess but it really fucks you up and it takes a lot out of you and you come out of that having to learn and and having to re to look at yourself and reassess your life and reassess what you love and who you are and turn that into lessons that hopefully you don't have to learn the hard way again, again. Yeah. yeah 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 I feel that yeah um, your podcast is such a beautiful place and platform to share um, with other moms, right? Yes. What yes. do you want Summer to be taking away from this platform? Because this is going to be with her forever. I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. I want her to take away that she's already whole. Hmm. I think that a lot of times by the time we get into our womanness and by the time we get into motherhood, we do so much back work in trying to value ourselves and try to love ourselves and try to appreciate ourselves. And I never really had someone say to me, mm. you're already whole, you're already beautiful, you already have everything you need. And so I've really learned to appreciate growing into the woman that I am because of those lessons that I've learned. But look at it more from a holistic aspect of God has already given me all these things, and this is what I want my daughter to know at a very young age, that you are beautiful, you are whole, you have already everything. It's just how do you enhance those things as you grow older. Mm -hmm. So I'm really hoping that she looks at this podcast and a lot of these stories as a way of mommy just piecing together the puzzle of, of, life. The of life, but like life. the yellow brick road. Oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I never really asked you. Like, I mean, it's such a beautiful thing to have mm -hmm. your voice recorded, right? Mm -hmm. And our kids will probably never really see us at work. Mm -hmm. I'm doing air quotes. And so I think this is really going to allow her to see a different part of you, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know you're an oversharer, so your yeah. kids going to know a lot about you, <laughs> but... Still, we are different when we're with different people, yeah. right? I think this will give her this will give her the outlook or the look of who mommy is with, with friends and yes. who mommy is when she's passionate about something that might be inappropriate for me at a certain day and a certain time, right? right. Or who, who mommy is when she's sharing, right? Like when mommy is crying, what's really happening? How is she feeling? When she's happy, you know, how is she feeling? And, and put all these stories together and see that life is real, and life is hard, but life is also fun. And it's good. And good and yeah. loving. And, yes. And these are the things that I want you to hear so that you can learn some of these things. And when it happens to you or for you or around you, you can remember how it was for mommy and put your twist on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then she can pass it on to her kids too. Yeah. Um, speaking of passion, yeah. Um, so you have this podcast going on. What are some other things that you might be working on in the background that you might want to share with your viewers, with yeah. your listeners? So I'm working on a children's book. It's really coming along. Um, Do I you know about that yet? I 
I mean, I think I vaguely said, hey, I'm working on a children's book. So here, let's just like blow it all out and tell us what it's about. Um, I feel like this is going to be the first okay. thing about your book tour, for example. Okay. Yes. So I'm really excited. I'm working on this children's book. Um, what I'm, inspired you to do it? It's really inspired about the life that I have with Summer. So Summer and I's life. Um, okay. It's about a little girl who's doing, and I, not, not to give away, you know, everything uh, yeah, about the please, book, please, right? No. But it's about a little Spoiler girl, alert, yeah. and her name is Summer, and um, she's doing something that she really loves. And in essence, the book is about Summer questioning and wondering why, um, um, wondering why she doesn't have a dad, mm. right? Why everyone around her has a dad and why doesn't she have a dad? Mm-hmm. So where's her dad in, in all of this? And so as with any kid, you start, you know, this this questioning in your head, which then manifests to your friends, right? And then finally, if you ever, you ask mommy this question. And so I'm really happy to write this book. Um, Does it's, it have a title? It's called My Perfect Family okay. for right now, right? Because you know how it changes. books changes, might, right? Yeah. Right. So it's called My Perfect Family. Um, I'm working with a good friend of mine named Danya, um, Danya Frank. Um, so yes, yeah, stay tuned for Danya because she's a great artist and she's illustrating the book for me. Oh, and great. I know Danya. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. going through the storyboarding. And so, yes, I hope to self-publish it. And I'm putting this into the uh, atmosphere in the universe because I really want for it to come true. I'm hoping that by Thanksgiving of 2019, of 2019 wow, what a beautiful it will be able to, to be. Yeah for all okay but stay tuned my perfect family um i hope that as you know um i really love to write i feel really creative i have never done i've never done any kind of formal educational creative writing in that aspect but i I've done a lot of blogging, a lot of journaling, this storytelling, oh, you know, of course. Yeah, that. so just for the audience to know, <laughs> I actually saw journals that she wrote in high school um, in her beautiful cursive writing, yeah. like just pages and pages of an account of her life, her experience, her day in a life of Sandra. Um, <laughs> like, it's very real. Like, yeah. she's not kidding. <laughs> like, no, this is, this is my life. And so, um, yeah, I hope this is the beginning of, you know, of something really wonderful, creative-wise for the book. Um, I'm really excited about that, and I cannot wait for it to become a reality. It is a reality. Yes. I cannot wait for it I to be a finished either, product. I can't wait either, so um, I would like... Is it going to be on Amazon? Yes. Okay, yes. so it's going to be on Amazon, and... We're going to be doing some giveaway. With we'll do some advanced <laughs> copies with that are signed, by the way. Yes. I'm working with a great agency, Art and Deco. And so I'll link all of this stuff up in the show notes. And okay, she's great. helping me, you know, promote it and, and all that great stuff. Awesome. I might just yeah. be following in those footsteps. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. So <laughs> I'm just going to take this any which way. Okay. Is that all right. Oh, yes. Of One course. of my it's... favorite stories mm. is... Your tattoo that says Sandy. <laughs> Girl. Okay. So can you just tell yeah. us about... Okay. So, listen. So, first of all, she was wearing a sleeveless shirt one day, and I was like, Sandy? Like, I, you never... I never heard anybody call you Sandy. Like, you like that name, Sandy? She was like, no. <laughs> and so here's the story. I'm going to let you say it. Okay. Because I think it's hilarious. Here's the story of Sandy. For all of you that don't know, I have... A tattoo on my arm, on my right arm, in old English letters, and it said Sandy. I absolutely hate 
Sandy. Please never refer to me as Sandy. Okay. Right? Um, but you do have it on your arm. But I do have it on In my really arm. In really large and letters. It's, <laughs> and it's fucking ridiculous, right? <laughs> so the story behind Sandy is, I've always hated Sandy because, and, and it's twofold, right? Like, I have some family members that call me Sandy, and I'm just like, okay, okay, no problem, whatever, <laughs> right? But how, how I originally hated Sandy was growing up in school. I always, and I went to a Catholic, Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Um, I had none teachers at the time. And one specifically was this mean bitch that I hated, right? Sister who? Sister Sarah. Okay. <laughs> and Sister Sarah used to be like, Sandy, Sandy. <laughs> and anytime I was in trouble or did something, it was like, Sandy. <laughs> and I would, my skin would fucking crawl. Right, right, right. Ironically enough, then I went, you know, I graduated, I went to another school, and I had this teacher named Miss McGrath. She was also a sister and also in, in Catholic school. Yeah. And she did the same exact shit. So it really traumatized me. Okay. Fast forward now to, to I, think I'm, I think I'm grown 16, right? Oh, 16, I think I'm 16. grown. I get this underground illegal tattoos. This is before tattoos became legal. I pay for this. Oh. I get this tattoo and... Um, or you want a tattoo. I want a tattoo. Uh-huh. I shouldn't be getting a tattoo because legally, right, that's one thing, and, and because my parents didn't know, and because I couldn't afford it, right? So I go, and I'm like, yeah, I want to get my name in nice old English letters. My name is Sandra, right? And and the guy goes, well, it's $120, right? Okay. Or it's $100, right? And I was like, oh, but I only had 80 right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, we can get you Sandy. And I wanted this tattoo so damn bad that I put fucking Sandy on me <laughs> for life, for life, for 80 bucks. <laughs> right. OK. When I could have just did like love. Yeah. <laughs> and then save some money. <laughs> I could have did so- anything. But again, Ugh. a kid, you're not thinking you're not. Right. Nothing. So 16 year old Sandra put Sandy despite the trauma. And I loved the tattoo at the time. I loved the tattoo so much. It was like, look at what I got, everybody, but don't call me that shit. <laughs> yeah. So that's the, that's what's the, the life lesson. Of what's the lesson to summer? The lesson to summer is number one, <laughs> don't get shit you can't afford, <laughs> right? And if you're going to get a tattoo, you better love it. For I mean, I didn't like it before I put it on, right? But right. it was just like I wanted this tattoo so damn badly. It, it's it's just encompassing of my life, right? Like sometimes you just wish it so damn badly you just don't think, right? Um, a lot of shit like that has happened with me. There's some things that I just wanted to do and have and everything just so badly that even if it, it does, even if it doesn't make sense, you did it anyway, which led me to become like a... a a grown woman of caution, right? Like now I think of things differently a lot more. more, And I'm like, "Mm, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) So interesting. What are some other things that you really wanted so bad, but despite like all things pointing to no, that I got anyway, that you still did. Yeah. That you got, that you purchased, that you did. I mean, I'm curious. Oh, but you're willing to share that it's okay for summer to hear in the future. <laughs> I don't know if it was just more like experiences, right? Yeah. Like I think that's with, with a lot of my tattoos. It wasn't that I couldn't afford it, but were they like the best decisions to ever get? Dude, I have a tattoo on the back of my calf, which is 
to signify in my head, right? Right, to right. Sig- How I define it. To signify the strength and power of being a Dominican, right? So what is it? And it's this crazy looking gang looking dude <laughs> holding like two machine guns. No, I've never seen What? That. Are you serious? Like right yes. now, let me see. Yeah, well, come, oh, I'm wearing skinnies. You can't see it. Yes. And it's like, really? Like I got a tattoo is that machine. Is the long dresses? No, oh, I think okay. the long dresses <laughs> okay. have nothing to do with it. But this is like those are one of the things that I definitely try to cover up, right? And so it's kind of like I've known you for so long. I don't even yes, because you, you don't that. pay that any mind because it's back there and at the bottom. Yes, and if you see him, he's like <laughs> evil and Gu- holding guns. He has g- two guns at his side with like a, a Dominican shirt, and it says Dominican power. It says it on oh. there, Dominican power. But got it. I am nothing like that. <laughs> I am not this gang. You're not gun. Sandy, nor are you. Nor are you. I am not that. Okay. I am not that. So it's just little, sh- little shit like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Do you want to take us through all your tattoos? Or no. no. Okay. No. All right. <laughs> no. All right. Not at all. Okay. Um. <laughs> no. What's know. next? What's next? What's next in life? Yeah. What's next in life for you? That's a good question. Oh, what's next in life? So we have the book coming. We're going to continue the podcast for posterity's sake, which is great. Um, and by the way, I do want to be a guest one day. So just put yeah, no, you're going to be a guest Thank one you. day. You're going to be a guest. We just one have day. so many topics we yeah. don't know what to choose. Um, what's next for me? I think is more around the motherhood journey. Right, I'm really trying to um, progress in a way with motherhood of practicing, you know, the teachings that I really want her to have, practicing um, just who I want to be as a mother, you, you know. As an example? Yeah, as an example, I do often, I say that motherhood has really taught me how to be, how to accept cyclical moments in life. What do you mean by that? So, like with any mom and we have like newborns, we're like, oh my God, I can't wait to you can hold your own bottle. Mm-hmm. I can't wait then so you can learn how to walk. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till you can potty train on your own. So shit like that, right? And it's for me, it's like every time I can't wait for a new stage to start, Yeah. the next stage just hits me like a rock. And it's like, why the hell did I you know, rush. W- wish and rush for this, right? Because something else is always going to be in the horizon. Like, it's mm. really cyclical. It's something else is going to be in the horizon. And so, so be present now, maybe? Be present now. Be conscious now. And, you know me, plan for pl- <laughs> plan plan for tomorrow kind mm. of thing. And so that's what I really, I'm really um, looking for. I'm looking to really become, like, professional kind of in that area where I'm looking ahead in in motherhood. It's going really fast for me. Um, And I want to make sure that I raise Summer in a really humanitarian, Mm -hmm. loving, kind, joyous way. But also um, I do a lot of conscious parenting with her. So I really want to be in the here and the now and give her kind of the understanding of you have to learn for yourself, and I'm hoping it's not the hard way, but um, more of a, I'm kind of like a, f- a freedom mom, if I had yeah. to kind of express that. There's not a, there's not really much a lot of no's that happen when when Summer and I are together. 
unless it's like something where she's like risking her safety mm-hmm. kind of shit. But other than that, I'm really of I'm really much of a laid back mom where I feel like I do a lot of learning through play with Summer. Um, I'm really believing in mindfulness and really consciousness parenthood and also like restorative justice. Um, what is that? Some, mean? Oh, so okay. I'm like I'm, I'm like nodding my head, and forgetting we're on a podcast. Like, what is that? So restorative justice, and and long story short, is you know, the world that we live in is when you do something wrong or when you make mistakes, you get punished and you have consequences, right? Okay. So restorative justice is more of a parenting way of saying, um, with what you do, we look at what you did and why you did it and how to do things differently. So a lot of that happens like in schools where you kind of do like early age um, conflict management Mm -hmm. and not say bad you go one time out, you know? So it's more of not like why did you do that and yelling, but it's more understanding and take me through why you you did that. And, And it's just more of the restorative nature of I still love you, but you still did something wrong and finding the justice out of that. So you learn your lesson kind of way, um, but you also know that it was wrong and how to do better next so time. So can you give us an example and like how it plays out? Because I think it's important for other yeah. moms to have an option, yeah. right? Um, <clears throat> so I am, I don't yell at Summer. I'm not much of a yeller. In general, you would be surprised at that, uh, right? As, I, as my w- mouth is open, as I am shocked. <laughs> yes, as uh, I'm, I'm a roughneck, right? Like I, yeah. grew, I grew up in the hood of Brooklyn, right? In the 70s, in the crack era, right? Yeah. And so, <laughs> I, I have that roughness in me, but I also grew up with a very um, military dad who mm. was very disciplined, and and in my house, it was all do my way or get your ass kicked kind of way. Sure. Until I moved out, and so it has taught me to not like that kind of aggressiveness for myself yeah. or discipline for or myself. Energy. And and so I don't like when people yell at me. I don't like when someone's aggressive with me. I don't like that. I could argue with the best of them, right? Like let's argue until no, the cows this. come home, right? <laughs> but I, I'm I'm not violent and I don't want it to feel like aggressive where it's like we're leading into fighting. And so for me, I always knew that that's not the kind of discipline that, you that I would do for my child. Um, and so my sister often laughs about this. She calls my, my house really too, it's too much of a democracy in my house kind of thing. Um, I don't like to yell at her because I feel like I don't want her to ever get used to the yelling and know that when mommy yells, it's instantly wrong. And so a lot for us... Um, or even her normalizing yelling, it would not be... Right, right, right. Um we do a lot of when she does things badly, it's more of a, I love you and it's okay that you did that, but it's wrong. Right. And I don't put her on punishment. I don't yell at her. There's no time out. There's house. no time out in my house. We more so what we do is we sit together, we sit down and we talk about what happened. Right. Mm. And so like the other day she sure. floods the bathroom, Tell right? Us. Like she, she, 
Her big thing is playing at the sink in the bathroom. She's obsessed with washing her hands, but it's not because her hands are dirty. It's because she gets to play in the water and of the bathroom and, and the soup. And, yeah. she, and so, you know, in the bathroom sink, it has the, the stopper, the, that you, the plug thing to keep the water from going down. I've told her time and time again, don't touch that thing, right? So she's at a point now, she's three, so she's touching it, right? Like mommy said, don't touch it. I'm touching it. I'm trying to see what does that mean. So now she's touching it. And the other day... It's like water all over the floor, bubbles all over the place because, you know, she's putting it with the soap and she's making bubbles. And I go inside the bathroom because I'm hearing this water running like I'm in the kitchen. I'm in someplace else. I'm doing my thing. I'm hearing this water. I run into the bathroom and I'm like, Summer, what are you doing? And she's like, it's an accident, mommy. It's accident. It's okay, right? It's okay. So it's like, no, it's not okay. So we clean up together, right? So you understand that you have to clean up this mess as well, because I know you can't do it by yourself, right? It'll get to a time where she can do things by herself. Mm -hmm. But we clean it up together. And then we go inside the, the bedroom because we, we are much in the bedroom a lot. And we sit down and we talk about it. So I say, you know, why did you do that? And she tells me, well, I want to wash my hands. And I know you want to wash your hands, but mommy said you never touch that. So why you touch that? And she told me, I'm learning, mommy. I just want to learn. I wow. want to see. Girl. And, and this is game, right? Like anybody who's listening to this can say, girl, you're three-year-old. This is game. Like I'm very self-aware that this is game, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm also very aware that this is the truth, right? Like She is learning. She is learning and she doesn't. She didn't understand what not touching it meant, right, until she actually touched it and see what happens. What it does. Right? Sure. And so I told her, that's why mommy told you never touch it because then you make a mess, right? And then the water is all over the place, right? And so we go through the scenarios of that, why mommy doesn't want you to touch it, right? Um, why playing in the bathroom is dangerous, why playing with the water is dangerous, why now we have to spend a lot of time cleaning up, right? And so the justice part of that, right, from the restorative justice comes from you still have to go through some kind of consequence, right? Because you have to understand that what you do comes with a consequence, right? So I tell her, so because you did that, now we're not going to be able to paint, right? So no painting today, okay? But instead of painting, you're going to read a book. Or instead of reading a book, you're going to go and clean up your room. So things like that, where she understands what she's done, um, but she doesn't feel like shamed for it, shamed or mm -hmm. like I'm a bad girl. Right. It's just this is what happens when you don't listen to mommy. Right. And so what she get from that is and, and, you, and, and then the after effect was, you know, I'm really sorry, mommy. I won't touch it kind of, you know, thing again. And I really try to instill in her if you really want to touch that, call mommy. Right. And mommy will touch it for you and mommy will show it to you. So oh, that you can see how it works so that it doesn't get to this extreme measure, right? And, and, and it's like that with anything, right? I'm sure I'm going to get like that with fire and in the kitchen with the mm. stove. And I don't want her to have to get burnt. And we're like in, in the hospital, third degree burn, because you just, you, you couldn't help yourself, right? So those are the kind of, you know, examples of how I'm really trying to practice the restorative justice with Yeah, her. and it sounds like... You're teaching her at the same time that <clears throat> while there must be maybe some disagreement or maybe some type of energetic friction at the very least, right, that there is 
repair that's mm-hmm. possible as well, which is really important. It's it's important for me. What is really important is I feel like you don't have to bring a person down to bring them up. And those feelings start from when you're a child, right? When you're little, I don't have to make her feel like shit or less than or talk down to her or be mean to her and yell at her um, for for, her, for, for me to get my point across and for her to also become a disciplined child, right? Does that happen every single time? Hell no. I would be a liar if I say, you know, 100% this happens. No, right? But you have to work on it, right? And practice. that's the thing with the motherhood. You have to practice. You have to work on it. Like, you have to be conscious about it. Because in my head, a lot of other shit is happening, right? Like, I want to strangle you. I'm pissed now. I have to clean up this shit, right? But because I want to raise you to know that I don't want you to be afraid to do this. And yes, I know that you have to learn. These are the things that I take. These are the measures that I take so you get there. Got it. Yeah. Got it. <clears throat> what else is on the horizon for you? Um, I think... You're doing intermittent fasting right now. I'm, oh, <laughs> I'm doing this intermittent fasting. Um, it's day three. I'm on day three. I've, I've, I've come to the conclusion. You've ever seen that meme that says... I'm never going to be in shape unless I go to prison. That's me, right? (laughs) So I'm never going to be like, I don't even aim to be like this size eight kind of thing, right? right? It's just so that we're transparent. I'm a size, um, I'm I'm like a 12 at the bottom, 14 at the top kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like. I'm a 16 all around. I want to go back to a, a flat 12, right? Okay, okay. I'm even Everywhere. happy with like a flat 14. Like okay. just something catch sure. up. So when I'm when I'm shopping, I'm on I'm on the same wavelength. Got um, it, got it. This fasting thing, I've done it before. I've lost some weight before. I'm you're doing, doing 16-8 for our listeners? I'm doing 16-8. So for the listeners, I'm fasting for 16 hours and I eat for eight. Um, the window is eight, so I'm not sitting down eating eight <laughs> yeah. hours. I wish. Wow. <laughs> wow. So I eat from 12 to 8 p.m. Um, in, in, in that aspect of it. And it's for control, right? So I'm not necessarily trying to lose weight, though it would be a beautiful thing if some pounds shed from this fasting, and I'm sure some will. I'm doing it more for control. I feel like I'm eating a lot of junk food or eating a lot of carbs. And so this fasting would allow me to eat during a window period where I focus more on like protein and vegetables to keep me fuller longer and cut out like those unnecessary cravings of like sweets or late night snacking. And I'm a grazer, right? So I graze all day long. Yeah. And so sometimes I'm grazing a carrot and sometimes I'm like grazing a carrot cake, right? Right. So it's like... It's to get back into in, back into that habit like kind that. of thing. So it's yeah. almost like you're practicing your will, right? I'm practicing my willpower, but I'm not doing it at a cost of trying to lose weight, becoming a slave to the scale, yeah, um, or the gym. body shaming myself, yeah, or to no. the gym. You listen. Everything that I do, I do with love, and so. The last thing I want to do is beat myself up about any kind of thing. And so the fasting is just to help kind of with that, with that willpower. Got it. Yeah, yeah. What <clears throat> else? I'm hoping, I haven't even really said this out loud. Okay, so let's, let's do see, it. Let's see, let's see. Let's do it. I really hope that I can finish school. Like, College? Yes, yes. I really, this. You've been working on it for a long, long time. I've been and working. I'm so proud of how far you've come. So let me just be yes. completely honest in 
I have never met anyone so tenacious Thank you. about trying to complete a goal that they set out for themselves. Like, come rain, come shine, come breaks, come baby, come Girl. relationships, come am, whatever. Like, you have been focused on this degree for a long time. So can you tell people how long you've been yes. at it and what are you what are you focusing on? Like, yes. What's your okay. major about? Okay. So I, like any other person have been focusing on school since like after school, right? Like since after high school kind of thing. And I've taken many breaks because I'm not a school person, right? I I wouldn't necessarily say I'm like a book smart person. As a young person, as an adult, I'm a great school person. Like I'm fucking smart as an adult, right? right? So how many books do you read like literally for leisure? For leisure, month, I month. do three to four books a month. Like I'm I'm a reader. I'm an avid reader. I'm a great writer. I'm a great school person. For me, um And you work in a learning group as well. I do. See, like how ironic. <laughs> My everyday life is learning and development. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope to finish school. I've been at it for a long time, and I had to put the pause on it when um, I gave birth to Summer. I was in school all through my pregnancy with Summer. Um, I'm a double major in school, and I go to a a Catholic school, a very, you know, um, a very rigid, prestigious Catholic school here in the Oakland Hills. Um, I'm a double major. I major in marketing and management, and my emphasis in marketing I, and, and people, people, I never, I never really share this with people is product positioning, right? So I emphasize my focus in school was always um, product positioning within media. So I'm the one that really focuses on products in the back of movies. In the back of commercials. Oh, interesting. In the back of those things. So when you're on a a line at the grocery store and those products in the back, the magazines, the gum, the things, that's all my expertise and my focus and also the demographics around those products. So (laughs) you'd be surprised about a lot of how those are positioned because of the the customer kind of thing. So that's my focus there. Um, Do I love it? Not anymore. I loved it when I was younger. I'm really, really good at it, but I'm not in a place where I want to work in marketing. And I think that that is what, coupled with finance, right, I think that that has what slowed me down with completing it, right? Um, I have a real passion around educational law. So I would hope to continue my education to go into public policy around educational law, and that, like, what do you mean by that? Like, all people deserve college like that? or All children deserve um, the same means of education. And with that, you have to know the laws around that education, meaning kids who are in the urban community are, deserves the same type of education of kids in a more prestigious, elite, different kind of class. So I am more of creating those laws so that my little daughter who lives in an all-black, maybe low-income community gets the same education as someone who's gone through the whole Jack and Jill, I was going to (laughs) say Jack and Jill process or, you know, a more prestigious white money elite neighborhood like that. Mm. So I'm really passionate around the laws around that. Do you want to get into law? I don't want to do law, like pass pass the bar and practice law like that more so of enforce the laws so make sure um 
social justices know the law, make sure educational systems know the law, make sure different um, people when creating curriculums know the law. A lot of things, um, people really have a lot of unconscious bias around things, and it's because you don't know the law um, and we don't practice the law and, and why a lot or of these infor- things Or get ha- the law enforced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. I didn't even know this about you. Oh, you see? Yeah. You see? You got to talk to me. <laughs> so, what else don't I know about you now? I have gray hair on my vagina. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Which um, I'm all about waxing right now. <laughs> yeah, because laser won't pick that up. It's not black. It's not black. It's not. <laughs> OMG. I know you have white eyelashes. <laughs> have learned to embrace so i'm embracing my i'm embracing even my grays right are like you I, not are you gonna stop coloring i've been hair? stopped i've okay that's not bad then. i stopped graying my hair after my dying ivf dying i stopped dyeing my hair after the after my ivf because i really was in my ivf stage i was like i don't want to be looking like the old mom with two kids right yeah so i was like i'm gonna be this fab mom at 90 still dying my hair right because i have two kids and i gotta yeah. be hot kind of shit yeah. not that i don't think i'm hot now i think i'm i'm fucking fly now nice. right yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> but i'm just kind of like i cannot keep up with everything oh my god so hard. um and so I have learned, there is, I follow her, I follow this mom, I love her so much, her name is Unlikely Martha on Instagram, okay. shout out to you Unlikely Martha, I don't know if you'll ever listen to this, but she... We'll tag her. We'll tag her, and she did an Instagram stories about, you know, like embracing her grays, and it really set off an epiphany of, of for me, she has like this long kind of like long, it's kind longish of... Longish hair. Longish hair, kind of bobbish, and she has nice... Like the streaks are coming in. And I want to say she's a little younger than I am. I'm 42. I think she just turned 40, but her grays are kind of like in long streaks kind of thing. Mine, I, I, truth be told, mine definitely aren't. I'm coming in like someone's grandfather here. Um, <laughs> but just hearing her like say she's embracing it, I'm just like, you know what? Shit, I'm going to embrace my shit. And however it comes in, it comes in. And mine are coming in as patches, right? Mm-hmm. Which is still, I think, kind of cute. Of course, it's all in the hairline, right? And 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 eyelashes and vagina kind of <laughs> shit, right? So it's not like beautiful, but I'm making it beautiful. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh God. Let me, let me just, I should have had a plan for questions. I, I, I don't know what's coming out your mouth. Um, hmm. Um, what's, what's top of mind for you at this moment, right now? My commute home. Why? I'm about to get on the ferry, right? And I'm looking at, should I read my book or should I not? Which book? So I'm reading this really good book right now. I just started. It's um, it's called Patsy. Okay. So I, I, I don't know the gist of it yet, but shout out to anybody who's read Patsy. It's um it's a by a black author, um, Nicole Dennis something. I can't remember. We'll link it in the show notes. It takes place in Jamaica. Um, and so I really, really want to read this book. Um, I just started it. I'm a friend of mine. We're doing a buddy read. But I also really want to take it up. You know, okay. kind of shit. So yeah, that's happening there. Um, also, what's on the top? What what's thinking about in my head is um, Labor Day is coming. I want to do something for Labor Day, but I want to do some shit that's cheap. You know, yeah. like <laughs> I, I want to be frugal about it. So what can I do um, about that? And and yeah, that's it. Um, <clears throat> going back to the book club. Thank you for sharing yes. that on top of mine. 
you started your book club, correct? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Well, I did not start the book club. The book club started. Or you, you maintain it or something. Collectively, yes. a group of friends. We do it collectively. And um, if my homegirls are listening out here with these with the book club, I really wish that you guys would get back on the, the, the book club bandwagon. It's kind of disassembled a little bit because they aren't reading the books. Mm-hmm. and But um, you still are, which is great. I still read the books. And Maybe I still you can read link so the ones many. that you're reading onto your website. I could, I could link. I mean, you're... Yeah, on your show notes. I can definitely link all the books that we've read. They're really great. Um, I love reading. That's my outlet. That's my passion. And because I'm a commuter, I read a lot. And um, I like magazines. I like books. Um, I love reading. I just, I just. Are you love an audio book gal, gal too? I do audio book as well. Mm-hmm. Audio books, audio books take a special kind of focus. I got that. I got that shit. But if you don't got that shit. It can be kind of hard. Mm-hmm. You have to have like a discipline for audio, right? Because when you read, you also tend to multitask. Right, but it doesn't really sink in. So same. when you audiobook, you need complete focus. And it's hard. That's a pr- you have to practice that. That's a skill. <laughs> and um, I love it. It, it requires a different mechanism for imagination mm. as well. So I do like it. Um, my preference is hardcover book, but life doesn't always work like that. I don't have a lot of book space. Um, I know, but the library card. The library card is also really good, too. And I'm really happy. They just, I don't want to say just, maybe about a year or two, maybe a little longer, you know me, um, redid my library library. Let me say this right because, <laughs> you know, I'm not from here. Library. Um and it's, a, it's much better now. So I have been saying to myself, a lot of bookstagrams that I follow, they go to the library a lot, and I've been really wanting to do that. I do buy a lot of books. Um, you should do book but, trade or something. I, so I've been thinking of this plan in my head to do a mommy and me with a kid oh. book swap. Yeah. And I'm thinking about doing this. Sorry if I'm spitting on You're you. You're fine. Um, I'm thinking about doing this around the holidays, right? So it's kind of like a, a white yeah. elephant secret Santa gift exchange, but with a mommy and me. And oh, so, we should do it with our community right yeah, now. Yeah. So like if I could if I could do this and get a place and, and, and I would love to do a mommy and me book swap kind of thing. And so yeah, like I we swap. we all have our favorites and then we've all reread them. Yes. So I can swap books to... with an adult and then the kids can swap books with each other. That's yeah. fabulous. Yeah. So what I've gathered is a few things, right? If we're going to sum up our talk here today. Yeah, let's like, sum it up. <laughs> summer, sum it up, summy. Um, you're a woman with diverse passion, with a lot of passion. Yeah, like some of everything. Yes, a little bit of everything. And I really get a sense of, just over the years of knowing you, like your sense of deep love, right? Mm-hmm. And also your vast opinions about everybody else's <laughs> things like, that they're doing. And you're not afraid to to share that. Um, so you're outspoken, which is yes, great. Um, I'm very outspoken and very direct. Very direct. You're it, very New York. I'm very, I'm very New York. But not to the aspect of I'm like walking rude. all over you and rude. Right, right, yes. So right. not that at all. But um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so loving, outspoken, vast interests, persevering, yeah. you know, with the whole college thing and just even being a single mom mm-hmm. out of the situation that it came from um, where the dad's no longer in the picture. Mm-hmm. It was probably a really hard decision for you. But it, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. 
Yeah. But you're doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing, I'm killing a game. And, um, I think that I want people to see that I'm the example of it can be done. It's not easy. I put on a lot of shits and giggles. Like I have laughs and I'm happy. Um, it's not easy, but it can be done. Right. And I have to say, like, quite honestly, you are my mommy inspiration. Oh! You are! Tell me more. Tell me more. You Why? are. Why? Because, you know, I mean, uh, every parent think that thinks that their life is hard. It's a struggle. Agreed. And we're going through different phases with our children. Um, but I think single parents yeah. have it. Like, the, their reality day-to-day, like, yeah. is really, really intense. It's new to me, right? I want everyone to know it's new to me. My parents are still married 42 years. Right. My family, I come from a family who is married. My sister's married. For better um, or for worse. For better or worse. <laughs> they may not be happily. Not just, not just your sister, but right. everybody, everybody. Everybody in my family is married. And so um, a lot of my friends are married. Um, You don't have a lot of family out here. I don't have a lot of family out here. And I don't have a lot of friends who are not um, in a a relationship with with their partners. So me navigating through this single mother waters is all things that I had to learn. It's all new to me. I I don't always get it right. Um, But I do it because... I know that there's many other people before me and maybe even after me that also also do it and it's much harder, right? Yeah. You have people who are like, you have moms who are single moms to like two, three, four kids, right? What plus, right? Um, two, three, four jobs, right? Kind of thing. Um, but we can all do it. You can, we can do it and it's hard. But I want people to look at me and say, you know what? If she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And, and we I, can do it together. And I actually do say that yeah, to see, myself see? about you Good. in summer. Good. I do. I really do. Good. So I want to thank you for um, creating this platform oh, where we can all learn you. from each other. Yes. Right? Thank you so much. Uh, I look forward to all the different stories that you have to share. <laughs> and you hear those stories first. <laughs> um, but maybe we can do a part two. Yes. Right? Let's do a part well two. With you because I think it's really important for your viewers to, to understand who is behind the mic, who yeah. is behind the idea. Yeah. I love that. Um, so thank you for giving me this chance to be the host of your podcast. Yeah, I look forward to your book. Yes. Your book signing, your book tour. And I'll keep you your posted. Your college graduation. Oh, girl. <laughs> if I got to be coming down with a wheelchair and no teeth, <laughs> I'm going to be like, oomch, 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 oomch. I did it. I did it. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>